This is Near Dark Radio. Near Dark Radio. Near Dark Radio. Near Dark Radio. Welcome back to the show, folks. This is your host, John Gower, and I am joined today by a learner of languages, an international traveler. <laughs> I say that as though it's impressive. This is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bridget Dean. Hi. Welcome to Near Dark Radio. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, well, glad, we're glad to have you. She's a, you're a new local, right? You I moved am. here In, fairly recently. Uh, 2017. 2017. Okay, yeah. no, you're, you're a transplant at this point. Yeah, I still don't know all the Robco ways, though. Well, I don't know. I don't know that Can there's much really to know. know. <laughs> um, she is here to discuss... Mostly China. China. Because she lived there for, lived and worked there for seven, six years. Six and a half. Six and a half. I would yeah. see, I, I was close. Enough. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about what totalitarian government feels like yes. on the ground in your day to day life yeah. as you're walking down the street. Uh, we're going to discuss what kinds of food is actually eaten in China as opposed to. General Sal's chicken. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that. Uh, but first, I wanted to go on a little rant. I don't want to go on a little rant. I must go on a little rant. Do it. Because I am back working downtown Nashville. I have a regular gig Friday and Saturday nights. And last night, one of my musicians told me for the first time, in the six years that I've done this gig, told me that he does not rehearse music for free. He needs to be paid for rehearsals. Now, I'm not the kind of person that makes people rehearse every two weeks. I am a reasonable band leader. I don't even like to use the word boss um, or employer because I'm not. My, the owners of the place employ us all. Um, but he really put his foot down. He said, you know, I won't be at this rehearsal that we've scheduled. Uh, I, my time is valuable. My, I do not work for free. And I can appreciate that. Obviously there are plenty of venues in Nashville and elsewhere that ask musicians to come and play for free, mm -hmm. which is absurd and should be roundly criticized. But you're a fucking musician. You chose a pretty impractical career. Why you chose it, I, I assume the reason you chose it is because you love music and you want to do it as much as possible and get paid to do it. And what that means, that, that, that should entail that you also want to do a good job while you're doing it. And that is what a rehearsal is for, folks. Mm -hmm. It's so that when, when you get into a room with musicians in it, they sound good. And when you get into a room with musicians and other aspects of a show that have to go along with the musicians, they're all in sync and it all works and you see a good show. And when somebody such as myself does not have the budget to rehearse... For two, two and a half hours out of your day. And that is the reason you cannot do the gig. 
you need to consider another career path. Oh yeah. I just got, I just, I met you in a community theater production of The Secret Garden. Right. A musical with quite difficult music. Mm-hmm. And we spent what? I mean, the, the whole cast spent four weeks almost rehearsing. Six. Almost six weeks <laughs> rehearsing. Like, yeah. Five, yeah, four or five weeks. Yeah. None of them were paid. Nope. Everyone was volunteer except the musicians. Um, everyone put in an extraordinary amount of work. People bought their own costumes oh, yeah. in some cases if they didn't already have stuff. Mm-hmm. I bought mine. Yeah. Because you love the art <laughs> and you love what you do. So if, I don't know, there's just this, there's this mentality that's been going around ever since, ever since music really started getting, I noticed probably about 10, 15 years ago, companies like Apple and Nike, like not Nike, but big corporations started promoting music as a sort of like fun lifestyle. Yeah. Like they're, because they're trying to sell, you know, their Macs <laughs> so that people can record, you, the cat, cat's on the table. Kitties, get down. Um, but they're trying, you know, they're trying to sell their Macs with their Logic Pro and their recording equipment and shit. And so they make it seem like, oh yeah, you can be a musician. And all these music schools are popping up too that are not music schools. They are music industry schools. So they teach you how to monetize the art of music. Not, mm. not do it, but monetize not it. Not even technique? <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. I mean, some, in some cases... But no, and they have all, they all have this very strange mentality that they are, I don't know, that they're, that they're in a money-making business and they're, everything is money, 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 money. And again, I get like, I'm, don't ask people to play for free, but also love your, love what you do. Right. If you, if you are privileged enough, if you are privileged enough to play music for a living, for fuck's sake. Have you worked with this? individual before no so you might or you may or may not be aware how well this person plays well i have no i've been working with them for the past three weeks oh okay but if if you don't know how well they play why would you just assume i don't need rehearsal (laughs) you know maybe he doesn't think he doesn't need rehearsal but well from judging by the past three weeks we all need rehearsal (laughs) everyone including myself and it's just, and I told him, you're the, you're the only person, you're the only one. Everyone else Everyone is, willing, else to is put in the work. willing to put in the work. And yeah. some of them are much older than you and have done this for decades and are excellent at their craft. And when I asked them to do a rehearsal, they said, yeah, awesome, great, because we need one. Because we, you know, we want this to sound good anyway. So I hope you found a new person. <laughs> well, we did. Yes, we did. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Without any segue whatsoever, China. China. Um, you lived in China. What part of China did you live in? Well, I was all over the place. Okay. When I first went there in 2005, I was in the Guangdong province. <clears throat> I was in the city of Dongguan, which is a city of, well, like many Chinese cities, it's industry. Uh-huh. It's, uh, factories and lots of other things. A lot of the things that you see that are made in China says made in Dongguan. Right, right. If you read the Chinese. Because we shipped all of our factories over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because we're not willing to work for peanuts, I guess. And then. Well, as we just discussed, thank you for making that a segue. That was yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was there for the summer in Dongguan. I was working for an English training center for students who were getting ready to go and study abroad in the United States. Ah. So, and it was fun. It was a fun experience that first summer. That was a nice way to get me into the Chinese culture. Um, I worked with nice people. The The gentleman who owned that school uh, was very, very kind. Very, it was a private school. It was a private school. Interesting. I've worked for private schools and public schools. They're allowed to have private schools in China. Yes. Okay. But, I mean, they still monitor what you teach. It's just oh, right. privately owned. It's not government owned. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're not full-blown communist anymore. Well, they kind of consider it, what did they say, socialist with com with Chinese characteristics <laughs> or communist with Chinese characteristics. It's one of those two. I can't remember what they, what okay, they call okay. it, but it's just a kind way of saying I, I do what I want. Oh, right, right, right. Pretty much. That's what her shirt says My as well for those listening. Um, and what did you what what you do for the most part there? What was your? Uh, well, in that particular school, we did. Um, it was kind of a crash course in American culture, because uh -huh. it is a very different culture than the Chinese culture. We had to let them know what they what to expect, um, what kind of foods to expect. Um, if you go to a Chinese restaurant in the United States, it's not going to be what you expect. Right. Um, they, uh, unfortunately, are taught from very early on, kindergarten and before, they're uh, very much brainwashed to think how the West is. Uh, several okay. students told me, oh, yes, my teacher told me, uh, and I'll try not to do <laughs> Chinese you're accent. you're free to do whatever well, accent you like. Sometimes I talk like that because I'm just remembering. But um, yeah, oh yeah, my teacher told me that uh, in American high school, you just sit around table and talk about your feelings. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I I don't remember having feelings uh... class in high school, but okay. And you know that was just one of many things that I that I learned. That's also like there. that's I think that's what Steven Pinker thinks goes on in American classrooms too. <laughs> so they're not they're not uh, completely baseless. No, I'm gonna crack this I mean, window. I think it's sure. I think it's uh, they are. I mean, it it was it was funny to me to hear that that we just sit around and discuss our feelings. Mm. Uh, that's funny because you know we have lots of Nobel awards and things like that. Right, I mean, right. that's, it's strange that we would get all those if we just talk about how happy or sad we are all the time and don't do math right? or science. You know? Right. But, but uh, that's just, like I said, it was just one of many things that just astounded me. Um, it was like a, not a small dig at the United States, but a rather big one. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, they're taught from an early age that, we just we we have uh, subpar education, subpar living uh, accommodations, so, like everything. But they're just you know brainwashed yeah. to know that China is the best. Yeah, everyone wants to come to China. That's the reason I came to China, according to mm. them, is because I just wanted to escape the you know horrific the West. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's just so disgusting here, and I just I, I need to come over there to you know take part in. 
the Chinese exceptionalism. <laughs> right, right. So. Well, and that's, we also have a similar thing going on here about China. Mm-hmm. You know, we think they're all, you know, as unfree as you can possibly be. Um, they're all slave laborers. They all live in... Hovels. <laughs> hu- well, or like, you know, giant government housing tracks, which... Most of them do. Well, okay. but, I mean, there's a lot of truth in both stereotypes, I guess. Still, but that's why I wanted to have you on because you, you know, you lived there. You were on the ground. Yeah. You saw what Chinese daily life is like. It can't, you know, it can't be as bad as we're told, right? Because they, they would be fleeing in droves. Well, there are many people who want to flee, but like right now, they're not renewing passports for Chinese citizens. My friend. Mm-hmm is married to a Chinese man uh-huh. and they've kind of kept his passport. They don't, they're not giving passports. They're not letting Chinese people leave the borders right now. So China. Yeah. Oh, so even well. if they wanted to flee, which they do very much. So want to flee a lot of them. Okay. But they can't. Okay. So, so what kinds of, this is like a, a the big kind of thrust of this conversation. I was thinking about what, how does the authoritarianism of the CCP show up in day-to-day life? Like, besides the social credit system, because I want to get to right. that in a second. Well, when I lived there, there wasn't a social credit system. I've been gone gotcha. yeah, right. since okay. 2011. So a lot has changed in those few <clears throat> years. Yeah. So much. And a lot of that's to do with the leadership between Hu Jintao and Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. Yeah. And he's more... Xi Jinping hates the West. Yeah. Okay. He hates, he's, he's very much, you know, when they try to say that it was a bad thing when Donald Trump would say America first, but, uh, Xi Jinping's very much China first and China only and nothing else but China ever. So, and he, he doesn't want people, uh, like, you know, China closed for a while after the communist, take over back in the day. Right. And then it opened back up slowly through, you know, Deng Xiaoping and Nixon and, and yeah, all those, Kissinger. Yeah. But it's, it's, cl- it's very much closing back up again. And that's, that's really upsetting because although the government is horrible, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I love the Chinese people. Right. I love yeah. the people. So I don't know how you, you couldn't, if you lived there and yeah. met the, like I've never, you know, I've only lived in France and to a certain extent Britain and Germany. Yeah. But that's cool. You I go lived, there. I lived and you, in France too. Yes, you did. And yeah. England. That's cool. Oh. This is why we, we so much this is why we just gel. It is. Um but yeah, you don't you know, whatever stereotypes you hear, you you meet there people that you like. Choice. Yeah. Generally. Anywhere you go. That's true. And what's sad is when they don't really know what's going on. Because, uh-huh. uh, you know, they're they're not taught any of these things. They're not really taught their history. Right, they're taught, really. They're taught false history. I mean, yeah. not, e- e- whether it's just leaving out Tiananmen Square altogether uh-huh. or teaching a false history. I had one one of my students try to tell me the history of World War II, which was quite humorous um, in, in, a, in a sad way. <clears throat> well, the, the whole world wanted to take over China. And this, this was why the world 
had a war because all of the Western countries and Japan were fighting over who would get to own China and its, you know, lush farmlands. And Interesting. All this. Yeah. So that's why. And I was like, so have you heard of Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear it? Oh yeah, he was a bad man in uh, in Germany who also wanted to take over China, and he was just like one of the standouts. That right. kind of you know. So we went in there and neutralized them, and but then while we were doing that, while we were infighting to take over China, that's when Japan snuck in and right, you know, which you you know you, you and all that. could be said you know Hirohito was interested yeah. in taking oh, yeah. over China, oh, but yeah. but I, I don't not I don't Germany. think Germany was. Not certainly not he Mussolini, and certainly not well. I say certainly <laughs> not America, but then you know our never know. our way of taking over places is to send McDonald's, send them a McDonald's and a Starbucks. Yeah, here, um, take our carbs. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> so, what sort of like what sort of things, for example, if an American was to go to China, what sort of things? off the top of your head, would you advise against doing that are perfectly normal for us to do here? Like, um, well, I mean, the most obvious one I guess is uh, criticizing the government. <laughs> <I guess laughs> yeah. You don't do that there, which is kind of funny because, you know, nobody there out loud anyway, criticizes the government. They might do it in their head. And I know not everyone is just like a blind follower. Right. Uh, right. Right. But, oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, you're in danger of your life. If you, if you say anything, so instead of that, they just, they talk about people's appearances. They'll <gasps> just walk up to you on the street and say, hi, you are so fat. <laughs> uh, wow. Thanks. I, I don't have a mirror in my apartment. So thanks for letting me know. But you know, just stuff like that. Like, oh, your hair used to be so beautiful when it was long, but then you cut it. Now it is so ugly. Oh, wow. I had, yeah. My best friend. Um, who's passed away, she got her hair cut. She had long hair, and she got it cut into a very cute short style, and uh -huh. all of her students were like, oh, <laughs> you you are so ugly now. <laughs> and she was so... I kind of like that, actually. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean joking, being but... honest with your opinions is fine if, if you're talking to somebody who's receptive, I guess. Right, but, <laughs> right, right. But she, she went home that day and just, like, cried herself to sleep because oh. she was so... Just, ugh. So is that just, do they do that to each other as well? To each it's other, just, to everyone else, yeah. Yeah. You can't talk about the government, so you talk about each other. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So um, that's one thing for sure. Um, obviously, don't talk about current events or uh, such as Taiwan. Mm. Don't bring up Whoa. Taiwan. Um, I was teaching at a school in Inner Mongolia, and the school was owned by a factory that um, I found out later after doing some French translations for them that they sell uh, machinery, heavy machinery, to northern Africa, uh, to Tunisia and to Maroc. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but I was teaching their, uh, the factory workers, the, the ones who do the contracts that I was helping with, I did a little ESL class for them as well, just to help, you know, work on their fluency. Right. Because they were they were pretty fluent, 
And the, the last week I was there, and it's telling, the very last week, I didn't know it was my last week. <laughs> uh, oh. So uh, we were having lunch together, and we had, I had taught there for over a year. I mean, we were, I thought, friends. They'd been to my home. I'd cooked them meals. They, uh-huh. I'd been to their homes. They cooked me meals. But they were like, oh, uh, Miss Bridget, would you tell us how you feel about Taiwan? Well, they solicited it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and boy. I said, well... I, I don't really like to talk about politics. I don't like to because I mean I, I did I do like to talk about politics, right, but right, I was right. told don't talk about politics. Yeah. So I I tried to very politely get out of that conversation. I don't really want to talk about it. Um, I don't. I, my opinion is not necessary. It's not, you know. I don't I don't want to give it. Right. And they said, oh please please tell us how you feel about it. And I said, well I, I'm afraid you might not like what I have to say. Yeah. Or you might. I don't know how you guys feel. Uh, and they're like, no, 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 we, we will not hold anything against you. So I tried to use the, uh, well, you know, they believe that Taiwan is a an ancient province of China because right. of some old map or something. That's why they... <laughs> That's how they. That's how they took Inner Mongolia. They found a map somewhere. That, no, that's literally yeah, yeah. how they took t- uh, Tibet. They said, "Oh, look at this old map. It says we own it, so therefore right. it's ours." Right. So uh, I'm assuming that's what they think of of Taiwan. I don't know if that's actually the correct way, but um, but they, but, but they but think they it's, think it's theirs. It's one China. Right. That's the one China policy. Exactly. They're a separate. Taiwan is like a separatist, rebellious nation. Right. Because that's where to, all the uh, the people who supported. Uh, Chiang Kai-shek went. All the 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 Who's non that? the he was the he was the leader of the opposition to the Communist Party. Okay, so, against Mao. Against Mao, okay, yeah. So okay. when they got just totally decimated, they fled to Taiwan. Interesting. And so that's why it was. It's always kind of been an anti-mainland sort of thing. I mean, they speak Chinese. They they yeah. love the, the 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 ancient culture, but you know. Mao tried to destroy the entire yeah. ancient culture, ripping everything down, ripping out flowers, because heaven forbid, flowers is, you know, bourgeois. How dare you take time to water a flower? God. Yeah. Yeah. The things you can label bourgeois. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, you were so, saying, yeah, so, yeah. They, um, so I said, well, uh, Taiwan doesn't seem like they want to be a part of mainland China right now. Similar to how, you know, America did not want to be a part of England back during the, you know, right. the whole fun time in our that history. That little snafu. <laughs> um, so they came over and fought us and we won and it made England not look very good, right? Because they were trying right. to keep us and we didn't want to be part of them. And I think that maybe China should remember that part of history and in other countries as well, of just yeah. being, you know, look around, wanting to you. be separated, right? And uh, you know, maybe they should consider that uh, if they don't want to be a part of it now. Maybe they will in the future, but I, mm-hmm. you know, leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very and, diplomatic. And I said, yeah, and I, it's not like I was like, you know, they don't want you, get out. You know, yeah. I was, I was trying to be as diplomatically. Uh, positive as I could because I, I know they did not because I could see the looks on their faces when I started talking there yeah, yeah. eyes wide and like shock and awe <laughs> shock and awe um, 
So as soon as I said that, and I, I finished, and I looked around, and I said, so what do you think of my opinion? And they're, oh, you are wrong. Mm. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Thank that we can, <laughs> we can both have an opinion, right? They did not answer that. Ooh. I was not asked back to that uh, place again. Interesting. Yeah. So, but yeah. they didn't have the social credit system, so it didn't follow you around. No, 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 no. Right. But I mean, they were they they, they keep track of everything. Sure. Even back then, they kept they kept track. I mean, my apartment was bugged. All the people's really. Oh yeah. The, uh, oh, it's yeah, everyone's. Everyone or... that I knew. Every, really. Uh, foreign teacher. Okay, every foreign teacher. Yeah, I mean, they might bug the Chinese people's homes. Who knows? Right. But I, I doubt it. it. That that'd be a lot of. That'd be a lot of bugs. Equipment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be very expensive but no like well, like we would test it out and uh i had a friend who'd her uh something in her apartment had broken i can't remember exactly what it was but she walked to the area where we believed the bugs were which was in the lighting fixtures uh-huh um she walked in there and was like man i just uh, what, what I, I really wish that my Water refrigerator. Yeah. I really wish I could get a new refrigerator because it's not cooling. It's just it's broken. Oh, the next day she had a new refrigerator delivered to her home. Yeah, and they don't. Not, they didn't know that she didn't tell them other right. than saying in her apartment. So yeah. So they don't yeah. even care that you. It know. wasn't a refrigerator, but you know, right, right, whatever right. it was was delivered the next day. So they don't even care that you know. No. That you're bugged. No, they don't yeah. care. Like, you know, the the old in movies when people pick up a phone and dial it and you hear like the click, click. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every single time. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So you have, you have to use code words, especially people who are there for like religious reasons. Uh, it's illegal to be a missionary in China. Uh, uh-huh. They will support you or whatever. Oof. But uh, so if people were there doing that sort of work, you know, you have to use code words. How do you... God... You got you got to be a a real gung ho missionary to do go undercover. You're yeah. like a you're like a 007 missionary. That's true. Oof. Can't just stand on a street corner and preach. Right. Yeah. It was. Uh, so they religion. They, are they still okay with Confucianism? Not really. I mean, no. they, it, it's there. I mean, you can see old Buddhist temples and old Confucian temples. Right. Like in in Chengdu, there was a big. Temple of Confucius there, that where I lived, that was the third place I lived. Uh-huh. Started off in Guangdong province, moved up to Inner Mongolia, which is Neimongu. And I lived in Baotou, which is a big city up there, um, which it's, it's a city of steel and deer. I'm, uh, steel mm. is a big, uh, whatever, like they're gross big to, export. domestic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they export it, but they definitely produce a ton of steel there and also there's just deer everywhere it's like walking through illinois you know there's just or here you know there's yeah, just yeah, deer yeah. all over the place um but running into him with your car yeah yeah one hit me year, <laughs> I, a little over a year ago that shocked me but yeah yeah they do that yeah um yeah and so, then i'm oh, sorry then after that i moved to Chengdu. gotcha yeah or about or du Jiangyan was the name of the first little town i lived in in the sichuan province which is the home of all the spicy food. Um, yes. Sichuan food. And then uh, then I moved to Chengdu after I left the school I was working for in Dujiangyan, shortly after the 2008 earthquake. That was 8.0 that I lived through. Whoa. Yeah. There? Yeah. Would 
I was 25-ish kilometers from the epicenter, oh, which wow. was in Wenchuan. 100,000 people died. Wow. Yeah. Our town, like, just fell down. <laughs> Every single building God. almost collapsed, including the hospital. And they're not like Japan schools. with the paper houses to... No, but it's it's like paper because unless it's a government building, which those all remained miraculously solid, <laughs> schools and other things are built in the most shoddy sort of, really? if I can say, made in China fashion. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was found out that a lot of the schools are made with used rebar. They just oh, find wow. rebar and just garbage and fill in the concrete with that. So... A lot of uh, the buildings you could pass after the after the earthquake happened, uh, they were just completely like flattened like a pancake. Dang. Yeah. It was terrifying. So not much regard for the life of their citizens. No, not no at regard for their freedom. No, they're expendable. That's why there's you know there there's so many people. Does that there. relate so to? I've always wondered. Does that relate somehow to um, Confucianism and Buddhism, and the sort of the the, the selflessness and sort of community? Or um, there's none of that there. None of that. No. No. There's no care for other people. Ah, selfish. In fact, it, it, extremely selfish. Ah. Um, you don't if, if an accident takes place right in front of you, you just stare. You don't help. You don't do anything. <laughs> a little old lady was in front of me going up the escalator, and she fell, like, on her back and was falling into me. I helped her up, uh -huh. and then all my Chinese friends were like, you should not have done that. And I was really? like, what? She's an old lady. Of course I'm going to help her up. And I said, no, because she can turn around and say, she caused me to fall, and I need money from her now to pay my medical bills. And that apparently is a common thing. Oh, so they're as litigious as we are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not, there's not like courts. You just go to the police station and be like, yeah, this stupid foreigner knocked me off my escalator stair and hurt my head. And so I'm demanding this amount of money. And uh. yeah, I watched so many different car accidents because... That's one of the stereotypes that's not false. It's not very good driving over there. Um, I watched, and it's horrifying. Like, I there was a man walking. Or no, he was on a bicycle, and he was driving across the uh, an intersection that well, he had the right of way, um, and uh, an SUV. I hadn't never I'd never seen an SUV in China before, but it just <laughs> plowed into him, Ugh. knocked his shoe like half a block down. Like, it was just, we could see it go, ooh, right. blood everywhere. The guy, like, skirt and took off. Took off. Doesn't care. God. Everyone, like, ran around the person laying there on the ground. I think it was an older gentleman. And just looked at him. And he was obviously dying. He was laying there dying. He right. died. He died. Right. Uh, and they, were just, they just stared at him. They didn't try to help. I think someone kind of like poked him with a stick or something. Like, God. Yeah. Like a bunch of 12-year-olds. Yes. And the Boys. Same. Really? Yeah. God. It's just there's no help. And we were just like, oh, my goodness. I need to run up there and try and like do CPR, do something. I don't know what's going on. In the, and again, right. hold, no, hold no, us no. back. Don't, don't even go near. Because you will be the one because you have the white skin. You will be, you know. Charged, charged with his murder, with pretty much, because they assume you know if oh if you're if you're not from China you are rich, 
That's not the ah, case. Okay, which is why okay, I okay. had my purse stolen like three times. I had every single bicycle I bought stolen within about two months of buying it. Yeah. Wow. Because so they just assume, yeah, yeah, you're limitless. Oh yeah, bank we don't joke that I. Uh, yeah, well, I mean. I have a big closet full of money in my apartment. I mean, it's right. not surprising <laughs> that I can just go right back in there and pull out another wad of cash. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, the the non-helping really got to me. Like, I just, I don't understand because, I mean, well, I mean, there's a lot of that here, too. People oh, no, just, yeah. People I was going to drive say, on by and yeah, whatever, yeah. but I'm always the person who stops. Probably it's going to bite me in the butt one day, but I... If someone's I mean, stopped on the side of the road, I sometimes pull over and try and help. I made a very good friend like that in Texas. She uh, had pulled over to the side of the road because her tire was flat, and I uh-huh. helped her change it, and we are still friends to this day. Yeah. Just Yeah, you could get murdered doing that. You could, you know. yeah. <laughs> of course, that was back in the 90s when yeah, you still get murdered, but not as much. Right. It says things, people, people are just getting unhinged. I'm seeing more and more hinges coming off. Yeah. I mean, it's like so many people around here want it to be a socialist country or a communist country. That's what you get. Yeah. So many people that talk about that. Oh, yeah. If, if we could just make it more like, you know, China or like the social social medicine and social all this kind of stuff. Right. It's crap. It co- yeah. It comes with a price. Sure. I mean, it, the... may, it looks good on paper, just like every other political system. Right. But it's garbage in real life. When you I, I would encourage anyone who wants to have that sort of system here, go live in China for a year. Yeah. I mean you can't you don't see it going there for two weeks. I know a lot of people, oh I've I've been to China. It's wonderful. Every every place is wonderful for two weeks. Right. Right. Because they show you their best side. They show you all the good things. They they don't want you to see And the you don't bad have time stuff. to figure out where yeah. the chinks in the in the facade are and Oh, How did I? Dare you? Did I? You I did. Racist. Anyway. Where the cracks in the facade are. There you go. <laughs> where the chinks who are demons are. No. Um, like you didn't you, even realize you said it until I, I glared I did, at you. Until you glared at me. <laughs> um, but you, you, you have to, you have to find the little. Oh. Yeah, you pull back the curtain. Pull back the curtain. Yeah. yeah. Like the first place where I lived, the, the school that I taught in, in Dongguan, the man who owned it, would uh, he assigned us, especially people who were there for the first time, assigned us a student that would kind of take us around and show us Chinese culture. Right. But they were uh, threatened. Do not take them to, uh, you know, a little little street or a little restaurant or like a mom and pop kind of place or, really? you know, a hole in the wall. Uh, my friend uh, Daniel, it's his English name. Uh, he wanted to take me to a traditional um, Guangdong sort of breakfast thing, which is like these noodles that were like wound into spirals and then covered with like a vinegar and a soy sauce and green mm-hmm. onions. And, stuff. and I was like, mm-hmm. that sounds great. I'll, yeah. you know, I want to try. You know, I've, I've been to a lot of places, like you said, I'm an international traveler. And I don't like to go into countries and like, hey, where's McDonald's? I don't care. Right. No, I don't yeah. care about eating what I'm used to. The yeah. whole purpose of travel is to, to experience new things. So I'm like, yeah, take me to all these kind of places. I want to eat the weirdest stuff, and which I have. Um, horse intestines. We'll get to that. <coughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Mm, it's mm. not good. No. Like, intestines imagine, are just not good. No, especially if they don't clean them. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So yeah, yeah, yes, it, it smells Poopy just like booty. it. It smells just like it tastes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, anyway. I had tripes in France. Oh yeah, um, Ooh, I don't like tripe. No, it was it tasted just like like when you burp, burp like you have acid <laughs> reflux. Yeah, it Ooh. tasted just like that, like yeah. bile. Yeah, same with like steak and kidney pie in London. Oh yeah, it's like oh yeah. this tastes like peepee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. Or the what's the blood sausage in France? Tastes like oh, blood. Yeah. I had like I had blood iron. pudding, like black and white pudding in Scotland. No, in Ireland. Uh-huh. Black pudding is made with blood, but that's cooked really well. Okay, so okay. I, I love a good black pudding. I'll oh, try. Oh, I'll oh, try oh. anything. I've, you know, we'll have to find some. And haggis. It. I enjoyed haggis. Oh yeah, I loved haggis. I loved haggis. I actually ate too much tattoos? of it one night and kind of, one night and kind of oh. put put me off of it. Oh dear. We went to a place that served haggis as the meal. Okay. So it was like a big. A big log, big old log of haggis. <laughs> the, again, log. the first half of it was delicious, and then the next bite was like, okay, ooh, meat, meat sweats. <laughs> There's like, such thing as too much. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, but so, before so, we get so on I to was, food, yeah, yeah. But I was real excited to go with this student, and he told the guy where he was taking me, and he was like, uh, uh-uh. you will take her to a, this hotel that has this foreign breakfast like they they, oh, they, they, they only to... wanted me to eat stuff that was like their version of uh american or western food. weird yeah that's so weird that's that's the I french mean, that's... would like if you go to france they would ridicule you if you tried to eat oh, yeah. like an american in france well they're like i don't know if it's like they're embarrassed or they just it's just a common thing and it's it's still that way they people are being arrested if they show like real life they want you to see if you see like there was a uh, some youtubers that i follow i won't i don't know if i can say their name or not but uh they um should be able to okay or, or will the well, ccp come after me no no no, okay. no no i mean not any more than they're coming after them no well. just kidding. They, won't come after <laughs> they won't come after you um but no it's like a uh, serpent za and then lao y 86 mm-hmm. um I found them a long time ago. They were in China after I was and stayed, you know, they were there for like 10 years and 15 years respectively, I believe. Um, but they, you know, they, they still, sh- I watch them cause they show what's going on right now, like real life. Yeah. Um, and just recently I saw something where, uh, a man was filming a little countryside wedding where, you know, it's, it's not like the Ritz, you know, people just sit around on buckets in the street and eat food and right. enjoy each other and have fun. And that man was arrested because he showed that not everything in China is, you know, fancy hotels and beautiful things. And, you know, that showed that, oh, well, people, not everyone is rich. Yeah, we, we know that. But, right. but it's just such a, a struggle to show um, the good side. They don't, they, they don't want you to see real life they want you to see which their, is good their makeup that's the good version. side yeah i think so too you know i've never my my some of my favorite meals were at these little tiny restaurants because sure. you know that's authentic yeah i don't need to go to some stupid you know fancy hotel and eat their version of a hamburger right i don't i don't even like hamburgers really right I don't yeah. eat hamburgers well i mean it's whatever life. it's it's if i can't figure out anything else to eat right that's when i'll eat a hamburger yeah or God well, forbid, a hot dog. Ooh, last ditch effort. But yeah. yeah, but I just couldn't believe that. And so 
I was like, well, we're going to tell him that we went to that hotel and you're going to take me to the real place. Right, right, right. So we went to the real place and it was our little secret and it was amazing food. So there's lots of secrets. You have to have lots of secrets. Yes. God. Yep. Is their suicide rate higher than ours? Um, to be honest, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't know because just like showing you the happy side of everything... They right. also, you could, yeah, you wouldn't, they don't sh- share yeah. statistics. Yeah. They don't, they, they only let you know what's good. When the Olympics were there in 2008, I came back home to the States then because I did not want to be, even though it was in Beijing, oh, no. No, I did no, not no. want to be around uh, during all that garbage because they did a lot of shady things like. With the Olympics? Yeah. Like, cause they want to show the good side. Right, right, so right, they right. raised some of the, you know, residential places that didn't look perfect. And so, sorry, you don't have a home because we need it to look nice for the West. And it's just stupid. God. Factories weren't allowed to produce anything. I mean, the, the air quality there is, Shit, is yeah. hot garbage. Yeah. But they, That's why they all wear masks. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, not because of COVID. It also <laughs> says, so it says Chinese suicide rates are one of the highest in the world in the 90s. However, by 2011, China had one of the lowest suicide rates in the world. Oh. I wonder what happened. <laughs> Somebody saw that statistic and changed the story. Yeah, some fucking yeah. PR company came in. Yep. Well, that's interesting because it is just, it sounds like just a massive, like your life is just p- part of a massive PR campaign. Yeah. Where it's, it's, it's like just, the, what's that movie with Jim Carrey where they just, uh-huh. everything's perfect at all. Um, uh, oh, I can't think of the name. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's just, just like that. It's yeah. like everything's got to be. Everything is perfect all the time. And so you don't do people, I mean, how often do regular people like in private where they know they're not bugged just say like an honest opinion? Um, very rarely did I ever hear an honest opinion. I would hate, I would, I would kill myself there. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it, it was a struggle. And, but unfortunately for them, I guess, most people don't really know what's going on. They don't really know what's going on in China. They don't know what's going on in the, the house next to them, in the, the city next to them, because there's no news. That all, the only news is happy news. Happy, happy, happy. Right. So anyway, like when I was there, when I was there for the Olympics, the only Olympic events you can see on TV are the ones where China meddled. You can't see events where China didn't come in to a place. You don't see, you know. So it looks like China wins the Olympics every year in China. <laughs> yeah, they win it every year. Isn't that fancy? Ugh. I mean, I don't have much good to say about our corporate media landscape. But, oh yeah. But. But it's sad that we're we're going away from being honest, sort of, to wanting to sugarcoat everything like they do in communist countries. Right. We don't we don't see any. Bad press on our president. No. We don't see any, unless it's a you know someone who's not a, a Democrat. Well, but, it's interesting know. because you can turn on, and I noticed this today because my radio on my car has been broken, mm-hmm. and or it's I think it's the speakers. But so I just leave it on radio mm-hmm. so that when it comes back, I'll hear it. Because if I have it, you know, set to aux or yeah, where I can listen to my podcast, know. I won't know. Um, and it popped on, and it was on NPR. And I was just like, I'll just listen. I haven't listened to NPR in probably a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to NPR and I was like, 
okay, they spent about 15 minutes talking about the January 6th investigation. They spent about 15 minutes talking about a really hot summer in Nigeria or something. Europe somewhere is around really the, hot right now. Right. Um, the, and I was, and I'm just like, I could have told you, if warming. you had asked me, right. If you had asked me, what is NPR? What are they talking about on all things considered right now? I could say probably January 6th, probably something to do with global warming, probably something to do with, uh, an immigrant, um, what else? But in a good light, yeah. um, what else, uh, you know, you could tack them off, you know, exactly what you're going to get. And then yep. you go over to Fox news, you know, exactly what you're going to get. Right. President Biden fell off his bike. President Biden farted on some <laughs> foreign national. Like it's And they're both ridiculous. Yeah, they're both ridiculous. Can we just have like a little bit of good, a little bit of bad and yeah. just tell me what's going on? Yeah. I don't I like... do for all of those listeners to the show that would like a good fairly balanced and very forthright news presentation, Breaking Points with Crystal and Sager is a very good one. Oh. Um I'll have to write that down. We have a podcast coming up after we're going to record after we're done. Riley just texted me. You two need to wrap it up because I'm early and locked out. What? Oh, no. It's five. We have to, he's 30 minutes early. Who shows up 30 minutes early? I don't know. I'm going to go let him Maybe in, but and then we can talk about break? food. Sure. Yeah, I'll just edit out the. While you're gone, I'll sing a Chinese tune. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put that in there? Um, okay, I've let the uh, home invader in. Home um, invader. What were we? We were yeah, kind of closing up on all the shit talking about China. Because yeah. <laughs> I want to talk just about hard, the you know. I mean, I don't, I don't hate China. Like it's just hard. Like I know other people that deal with this sort of thing too. I, I love the people so much, and I love the culture to an extent. Um, but it's just so hard with the government. I, I. I I bash them because I want it to be better. I want it to be how sure. it was when I was there, yeah. which was like the tail end of the golden period. Interesting. Now it's gone to a big crap hole in the sky. Right. So after you left, they implemented the social credit system, mm -hmm. which people generally know what it is, but like, do you know like specifically stuff that like, no, I don't really know a whole lot about it because I never had to live with it. So, right. I mean, I know what I've seen on the news, but I, right. who knows if that's accurate? Right. I don't know how it it literally affects people's daily lives. I mean, it's but it's essentially a mass surveillance system. Yeah. That keeps track of not just Pretty you know black in a, mirror. Yeah, it's black <laughs> mirror. It is. It's, um, but it keeps track of not just like criminal acts that you have performed. It's like in America, good we, deeds and bad. Good deeds, bad deeds. Um, which you know, it would be nice if there was like a good deed counter. But even no, maybe not. No, because then everything would be, everyone would be. I'd just rather everything not would have be the government judge me. Sure. Sure. But that's, you know, me coming sure. from a free society-ish. Well, I mean, I get the impression that we're moving towards a social credit yes. system as well. And it scares me because I know a lot of those people that are trying to push that kind of stuff have been abroad. Yeah. They see how it works and they're like, yes, we need that. Right. We want those right. things. I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of, um, you know, state actors that, are of the opinion that, you know, it, it's bad, 
we it's it's a bad thing but china's doing it so we have to do it too yeah to be able to compete with them and it's like what i don't know why we would ever want to emulate another country yeah any of them any of them yeah yeah we have our own way of life here why do we need to implement other countries stupidity (laughs) you know i mean there are things you know i wish people would sit down to eat more yeah like in france you never see french people walking around carrying food no they stop eat and then continue to move right they're but oh i miss the food in france oh i do too i lived in a little village called pont of where is that it's in the loire valley right yes right next to if you're familiar with the the, uh, chateaux that are there it's right next to chambord Oh, okay. And Chenon Soul. Where they make the liqueur. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, the food there is just the most basic stuff is just, oh, oh, this is what this is supposed to taste yeah. like. Because it's not oh. 2% this and 1% that. It's just like <laughs> full fat this, full fat that. Yeah. 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 Because it's not an excess of sugar, which is what they add to crap to make it taste better when you take out all the fat. Right. Carbs and more carbs. I don't know what, yeah. That was where I first had kangaroo, actually. Really? Yep. I had kangaroo. That's where I first had horse. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. What did you have? How did you have kangaroo prepared? Um, they made it almost like a stew and served it over noodles. It was amazing. <laughs> Interesting. It, was, it looked like beef stroganoff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was amazing. I thought, you know, I'd been to Australia before that and I had, didn't have kangaroo there. I just thought it was funny. Like the first time I tried kangaroo was in France. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, they'll eat anything over there. They were truly well. Oh, yeah. Except for chicken feet. They yeah. leave that to the Chinese. Yeah. That's where we send all of ours. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Make, the U.S. Yeah. imports all the chicken feet, or exports, rather. Yeah. All the chicken feet to China. <laughs> which I've had them, amongst other what weird do you Do you delicacies. just eat the whole thing? No, you just nibble the skin off of the toes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it's not even substantial meat. It's like crawfish, like so much work for so little meat. Yeah. That's why I don't eat crawfish. I don't, I like the taste, but it's just. I mean, they'll, they'll they'll, uh, marinate it in spices and things. I mean, it's, it's okay. Uh, Right. But you need to eat like 60 to feel full. (laughs) So it's like a snack? Yeah. It's a a snack. Okay. It's really disgusting when you're riding on a train and see someone pull out chicken foot and so it's really lovely it's a lovely lovely view uh beaks do they eat the beaks i don't know why um they have the whole like they don't cut off really anything when they when present they, it okay so i mean you see the beak i'm, right. I'm sure someone somewhere has eaten the beak <laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> i'm just like no i'll, I'll stick with the, the muscles thank you right give me the muscles right Ooh. But they, um, it, they make it hard to just eat the mussels because when they chop up the chicken for a dish, it's just, they take a big cleaver and just chop, 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 chop the whole thing. Head, right. neck, beak, everything. Organs. All, yes. Yeah. They don't clean it out, really. I mean, oh. sometimes they'll clean it out, but they like the organ meat. Yeah. I mean, they, they use, I mean, that they is really good. That use is, every part. Yeah. I could get, I could get into that more. I would, it would probably take some adjustment of my palate, but. Yeah, I've, I've, I hear so much about the benefits of organ meat. Yeah, all the nutrients. And... I'll pass. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll probably I make do like me liver. pass. I do like liver. But, oh, mm. 
I can't handle the smell. It's like the, the smell has 100% to do with whether or not I want to try it. Right, yeah. Mm. Which is weird since I tried the horse intestines, but <laughs> I didn't have the smell till after I bit into it. <clears throat> um, what is, so what is, yeah, food, food, food. Food, food, food. American Chinese food is not Chinese food. Not it was a sort of hodgepodge of Chinese-inspired like, cuisine that yeah. the immigrant slaves yeah. of the railroad companies came up with in San Francisco area. So it's not, it's just whatever they had here, and they yeah. would kind of try to do Chinese-ish, but it was, it's, it they has prob- really They were probably nothing. vilified when they, you know, you, you turn up to a... A dinner and you're eating pork and you see the hog's head in the middle of the table. Right, right, right. And they're like pulling the tongue out and trying to chew on it. And like, <laughs> oh, no. oh no, Miss Bridget, you can have the eyeball. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm so honored, but no. So I'm what generally like what would you say is like are some of the major differences between like American Chinese food and uh, probably the sauces and uh, well, a lot of the ingredients. Here, like a big thing is what, like broccoli beef. I right, never right. saw broccoli That's there. That's literally on this um, list of American Chinese restaurant menu items not found in yeah. China. Beef and broccoli. Yeah, there's no... Chop suey. Yeah. I don't even know what that is, to be honest. I don't eat... I wasn't a huge fan of, like, Chinese food before I moved to China. Right, I mean, no, I, yeah, I would yeah. eat, like, sesame chicken. I mean, yeah. that's great. But I'll that, eat, that like, my there. fun every once yeah. in a while. But, like... I did, so I went to a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown, New York, Ooh. that I saw Chinese people eating in, and I, you know, obviously Chinese people owned it, so I was mm-hmm. like, all right, let's do this. The menu was your standard American Chinese menu, but it was so much better. I'm sure. The egg drop soup was del- like so tasty. The mm. Yeah. I got General Sal's chicken. <laughs> but it was so crispy and so spicy. I'm and sure. Just, mm. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The sauces. Sauces are different. Some of the ingredients, like the presentation of the meat, like you don't, you don't, you would never find like just chicken breast in a meal. It's right. The whole thing. Right, 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 right. So, and then spice, they don't joke around with saying, oh, this dish is spicy. Kind of like, you know, the rest of the Asian yeah. regions. Uh, they say, if you tell them, in, especially in Sichuan, I, I, I don't want it to be very spicy. They're like, okay, not very spicy. And it's like, it's burning my face off. <laughs> and they're like, that's not that spicy. And I'm like, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, stomach. You're not going to make it. So you can't trip. get, you cannot, I, I, you cannot find spicy Chinese food here. Yeah. You said there was a restaurant. There is. Um, I don't know if it has spicy foods. I don't think it's a Sichuan, necessarily a Sichuan gotcha. style. But they do have um, some dishes there that are spot on and they are owned by Chinese people. It's called Lucky Bamboo. It's right next to KNS. I almost went in there the other day. Oh, I love that store so much. No, I went to KNS, but I almost went into Lucky Bamboo. It said authentic Chinese food and I was Mm -hmm. like, could be a lie. It's true. (laughs) And usually it is. Usually it is. Right, right, right. But no, everything I've gotten on that menu tastes just like China. Okay. Okay. And then you walk into KNS and you can smell China. Right. So, I do love, KS. but their hot pot is amazing. I okay. love hot pot. What is a hot pot? That's the soup. That is a, it's a big, um, like a dish that's usually done in the, you know, the yin yang kind of style where it's like uh-huh. curved and one side is spicy. One side is just brothy. And, 
uh, there's lots of seasonings and oils and peppercorns and all kinds of things that make it really tasty. And then they bring you a, an assortment, or you, you get to choose, obviously, but um, an assortment of vegetables and uh, rolled up meats that cook very fast. Right, right, right. Um, okay. So it's kind of like a fondue. Kind of like that. I think they, they might do something like that at the fondue restaurant. Okay. But um, yeah, it's just like cook your own soup kind of thing. Oh, God, but that it's, delicious. You, you put it in, you take it out. You, there's different dipping sauces that are for each region. They have different ones. My favorite style was Inner Mongolian Hot Pot. There's a okay. very famous brand called Xiao Fei Yang, which is little fat sheep. It's, it's so cute. Xiao Fei Yang. Xiao Fei Yang. Fei, like fat. Fei mm. is fat. Um, so little fat sheep, and they dip it in like a almost like a tahini kind of sauce. Ooh. So good. Ooh. Tahini and garlic and little MSG and uh, which, you know, that doesn't bother me at all. Some people right, yeah, it bothers, no, yeah. but it's just, a, it's a form of salt. Yeah. Come on. It's a form of people sodium. People say that they're allergic to MSG, but then they eat Doritos and those are full of MSG. Right. So yeah, shut up. It's lie. Shut up. You're lying. Yep. People would tell me they were allergic to garlic when I worked at Five Senses in Murfreesboro. It's like, no, what? you just don't like it. You dumb dumb. Yeah, there's just, a difference. You're, no one's allergic no. to garlic. Um, yeah, hot pot's my favorite. Um, street food, man, I miss the street food most of all. Mm. Uh, late night after you, you know, you go hang out with your friends at whatever establishment you're going to. There's people that pull up on little carts that have uh, a rectangular kind of barbecue thing that's just full of hot coals, and skewers full of all kinds of different things. Um, it's called shao kao, which is barbecue. Mm-hmm. And so you, you grab the little basket and you pick what you want and you hand it to the guy and you tell him how, your heat level pretty much. Uh-huh. And they cook it, brush it with all the oils and things that they need to, season it up. They hand it to you and you just sit on the street corner. They have the little pop-up tables and just, Gnawing. just chew it. Gnawing oh, it's away. so good. Mm, that sounds good. I miss it so much. Like of all the, of all the foods, like I, can, I make my own hot pot here. I, buy, I buy the ingredients... From most of them are from K and S, but I can. Right. Yeah, that's one thing. Definitely, as being a person who loves to cook, I definitely had to learn all the things that I loved. Right, so right, I, right. I make a killer dumpling. Okay. You know, all right. Well, I know what we're doing. The yeah. next. There you go. Podcast. Yeah. We've been <laughs> we've been on a on a on a roll of for this other podcast, which is going to be released shortly. It is a sketch uh not sketch improv comedy podcast improv uh, sketch, set in a magical school <gasps> and bridget's character magical. is not very fond of that term. no i don't like that term at all um but we've been doing like dinners it. beforehand where we cook asian foods in a cast iron skillet yeah. is so far the trend <laughs> you, <laughs> you cook, work with what well, you got indian Indian subcontinent. Yeah, you cooked Indian. That's considered Asian. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I did some Thai. Yeah. And our third our third might our third installment might be some Chinese food. Well our third installment we start will be filming some Chinese that. food. That would be a fun yeah. be a fun series. Yeah. Cooking with Johnny. Cooking with in a cooking food, not supposed to be in a cast iron skillet. <laughs> in a cast iron skillet. But we make do with what we got, yeah. <laughs> It's the closest thing I've got to a wok. There you go. Um, do they do they cook everything in a wok over there? No. Okay. No. No. <laughs> no. 
think I'm just they're... gonna start asking the most ignorant questions. No, I can it's, think of. they have pots and Do pans. they drink soy sauce? <laughs> yes, over ice. You know. <laughs> My mom was like, uh, you know, she she doesn't know a lot about other cultures, you know, whatever. But I called her one time and we're talking to her on the phone. Of course, you hear the click. So I'm sure they're real excited to hear my mom's conversation. But um, she was like, do they have cars there? (laughs) I'm like, yes, mother. I mean, that was legitimately a question (laughs) for me like several years ago. Yeah. Like, because, you know, you you see all those like old movies and they're like, they just, you know, have those pedicabs, like people running. Right, right, right. You know. No, I just thought they all had to do public. Because, you know, I was thinking communist. So like. You can't own a car. You can't own anything. That's why it's communism with Chinese characteristics, right, because right. it's very capitalistic. Yeah, yeah. It's very capitalistic, but mostly for the, you know, government officials. <laughs> right. Yep. Did I just hear, we're bugged? What? Huh? I just, hmm? Yeah. All right, folks. Well, before the CCP starts listening in, and now they are, <gasps> Hi, uh, we're going to hop off here and eat some... Pizza. Oh, yeah. Because our third mic doesn't know how to cook Asian food or any food for that matter. Yeah. That's his sad. His own words. But, um, we'll have and, to teach him. Yes, we or, will. Yeah. Someone will. Someone shall. Um, I don't know when the next podcast will come out. I am under the impression that, well, one of my longtime regular guests has decided not to do the podcast anymore. Um, another gave me the impression that he had made that decision as well, but he was, we were on the phone and he kept breaking up. So I wasn't sure. I'm not sure if that's what happened. And then I had breakfast with him, but I forgot to ask him about that. Um, China. Huh? I said China. China. Um, I'm, I'm being tapped. I'm already being tapped. I've been being, I've been tapped for months now. Um, but yeah. And I just booking and recording and editing and distributing this is, it's not a full-time job, but it's a, it's a substantial part-time job. Mm -hmm. And you're a busy dude. I'm a busy boy. (laughs) Um, it would be nice to just have a regular guest that would just, but make it easier. But those are getting harder to come by because mm-hmm. people are getting concerned about what they've said or haven't said on Ooh. in public. So, yeah, stay subscribed. You never know; another episode might plop out. In a couple of weeks, if someone interesting says, hey, let's do an episode. Um, Jack Strong is still going strong, as far as I know. But that would be like a once a month podcast. Nobody wants that. Anyway, I've love you all. a million topics in me. She's got a million topics. <laughs> so we if could... you find me interesting, I can come back. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, so... Love you all. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the near future. Thank you, Bridget, for your uh, Chinese expertise. Anytime. Yeah. Everybody go to Beijing. (laughs) 